Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Monday. It's November 22nd. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 6 today. But first, a prayer from lifting up our hearts. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, since you have not only created us out of nothing, but have designed to create us again in your only begotten Son, and have taken us from the lowest depths, and designed to raise us to the hope of your heavenly kingdom, grant that we may not be proud or puffed up with vainglory, but may we embrace this favor with becoming humility and modestly submit ourselves to you, until we become at length partakers of that glory. Through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, as I said, we're going to be reading from Acts chapter 6. That means verse 1 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 15. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Procurus and Nicanor and Talman and Paramus and Nicholas and a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Once again, another interesting story in the book of Acts. The first thing that we see is that there is so much to be done that the apostles are finding themselves not doing a good job of making sure that everybody's needs are met because there are so many people. We see this here that there is a complaint from the Hellenists against them. Now, the Hellenists would have been Greek-speaking Jewish people. And so they were concerned that they were not getting the distribution for their widows. They were being neglected. And so they spoke up. And so the apostles basically say, we just can't keep up. So there needs to be a group of people. And essentially, these are deacons who help other people who, uh, while the apostles take care of spiritual matters. And so they go through this picking process. And we see that Stephen is one of these men who is chosen to be in this position. 
And we see in verse 7, and the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. This is an important uh, sentence here, because it tells us that this is the result of what the, the apostles had done by setting up these men to distribute this money. They're able to continue to preach, able to continue to have the gospel go forth and to have people come to faith. And we see something else interesting here, that there's priests who are becoming obedient to the faith. There are the, these people who, who have a vested interest in sticking to the way things are, and now they are coming to faith. They're stepping away from the Hebrew practices that they have done all these years. They're, there's these Jewish things that they do that, that their livelihood, their lives are, are based around this. But even they are coming to faith. Even they are being convinced by what they're hearing and what they're seeing. The Spirit continues to be at work. Well, then Stephen is, well, he's seized. He is taken because they... Uh, don't like what he's doing. There's people who are coming up against him. But when they debated with him, they couldn't stand up to the wisdom that Stephen has through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we see in verse 11 that they instigate people to speak uh, lies about him. They're violating the ninth commandment, right? They're bearing false witness about Stephen. And so they say, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. Um, they say that he uh, never ceases to speak words against the holy place of the temple and, and of the law. They even say that they've heard him say that Jesus will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. You know, we don't know what exactly Stephen had said versus what they are saying to bear false witness against him. But a lot of this stuff is, in fact, true. You know, Jesus did not undermine the law of Moses. He said he came to fulfill it. Uh, there's a very, very important distinction there, right? But it would be easy to twist the words of someone who is proclaiming the words of Jesus and proclaiming the ideas of the early church into making it seem like they were speaking against these things. But when in, in actuality, they were saying that, look, these things were never ultimate. These things were never the end goal in the first place. They were pointing to Jesus. Let me tell you about him. Well, they're able to use that against him. And so... They bring him in and bring these charges, and, and we're going to see what happens when we read Stephen's speech next time. But what happens here at the end of this is that Stephen is seen in front of this council, and then it says that his face is like that of an angel. Now, we don't know exactly what that looks like, but it shows that he is continuing to be faithful. It shows that he is standing strong in the face of this adversity, in the midst of of everything that's happening to him. They're twisting his words, they're bearing false witness, they're doing all these things, but Stephen is resolved to be faithful to his God and the one who saved him. Now, how do we apply this here? Uh, you know, we already have people who are in the position of deacons. So the first part of this chapter, uh, not much to talk about there other than, you know, we see the defined roles there of elder and of deacon, those who proclaim the word and take care of spiritual matters and those who take care of physical matters. But I want us to think about something here in the second half of the chapter. We see that these people are making accusations against him. And they're doing this. Why? Because they disagree with them. But they're also uh, having the opportunity to do this because they are. Stephen is out in a place where people can publicly see him proclaiming Christ. 
are we doing this? Are we um, out and about with the gospel? Are we out and about with our faith? Now, we're not going to face the type of oppression that he is, but it's an important reminder that the power of the spoken word, of proclaiming Christ and what he has done, has a power. And so may we not forget that as we step out into the world this week, may we have the boldness of Stephen. May we be out there talking about Christ that others may hear and believe and that we may have the opportunity to share more. Let us go to prayer. Gracious Lord, you've bestowed gifts upon us lavishly and we are blessed to be your people. By your word and by the power of your spirit, you've called us out and given us the gift of faith. We praise and thank you for the faithfulness of the early church to proclaim the truth of the gospel, despite the powers that were against them. We ask that you would bless us with faithfulness to the gospel in the times in which you have placed us. As we begin Thanksgiving week, we offer our thanks to you for the vocations that you have blessed us with. We pray that we would offer them back to you as opportunities to serve others. May we go about our days with the desire to bless others because you have so graciously blessed us in Christ. As we step out into the world today, we pray that you would strengthen us through your word and spirit to be your faithful witnesses. May we boldly proclaim Christ to those who we come into contact with today. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, have yourself a very good Monday. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.